BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hi, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. Before we get to the meaty news of the week, did you know they're turning the lights gang? Folks, <laughs> folks, I've seen the light you meant. <laughs> it's the 50th anniversary of the dark side of the moon. Of course, Pink Floyd, very famous mm-hmm. cover. I believe it's a prism, but Fernando, some people are upset. Yeah, they're they're showing the rainbows. It's They're making Pink Floyd gay, Ben. Whoa, Pink whoa. Floyd is woke. Pink Floyd is too woke, folks. <laughs> Look at this. They're shining a light through a prism, and it turns into a gay rainbow. What do you think about that? Hey, teachers, leave those kids alone if you even <laughs> think about talking about African-American history in Florida. <laughs> oh, you're just another brick on the wall folks. Wow, nailing it. All right. Well, we have a bunch of stories to get to. We're going to discuss ExxonMobil and utility companies raking in the profits as people are suffering. Pain at the pump. It's a real thing. Not so much for Exxon. They made $6 billion an hour last year with record profits. And we will discuss that a little bit later on. We also have some interesting prison bills that we want to discuss out of Massachusetts and of course much much more but let's get to some dumb news right up in the front Kanye West his 2024 campaign he is running for president okay. has received zero donations what Hold isn't on. that sad <laughs> wait a minute yes according to the daily beast he the only m- amount of money that's within his campaign is $142,000 and that's all of the money that he put in. Oh. And so no one's donating to Kanye's campaign. He lost, what was it, Adidas. Yes. He lost a series of different marketing mm-hmm. deals. And now no one is even going to give him money so he can run for president oh, as a farce no. in order to increase his own celebrity. What kind of country is this? <laughs> it's almost like attacking big money interests or making them mad will cost you a bunch of money for your new fantastic campaign. He filed on this past Monday. And so he is going through all of the filing. He's doing everything properly. It requires filing paperwork with the FEC. Uh, he did post what appeared to be a campaign video in tw- uh, in November, and his logo 
is Yay 24, Whoa. which sounds like a gay nightclub. <laughs> Yay 24! Oh, fun. The same day Wes posted his video, which he discussed uh, running for president, uh, he had recently dined with former President Donald Trump, and that's the famous meal with Nick Fuentes, the white supremacist Ooh. who's also Hispanic. So you figured that out. Oh, great. And that is where Kanye West asked Donald Trump to be his running mate. Right. And then Donnie said, God damn it, Kanye. <laughs> Just Kanye? because I put ketchup on my steak doesn't mean I'm a child. My God. <laughs> this has Milo Yiannopoulos's fingerprints all over it. Mm. Failed campaign. Super gay motto. Yay, 24. But of course, Milo also quit. So now what do you do? They're only going to play Pink Floyd during the oh, campaign yeah. speeches. <laughs> Brick in the wall. Yes, indeed. West Political Committee also paid Milo Yanniopoulos uh, a bunch of cash. Apparently, he got two payments, one for $9,955 and another for forty grand. I don't know what the advice was that Milo gave to Ye, but uh, it was enough for nearly $50,000 in profits. So it doesn't look very good right now. For Kanye West <laughs> and his 2024 campaign. Kanye this West. is a there's, great. There's something about going Death Con 3 on Jewish people that might not help your fundraising. Uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I'm glad. I'm glad he's making no money, but I'm genuinely surprised. I would think that some, there's a Someone. nutbag out there who's going to throw him a, a few thousand. It is, it is because, especially since Trump was so good at fundraising, Trump got those folks to open up their wallets. But it mm. seems like the Kanye crowd is more just about. Owning the libs or whatever. I mean, we had the folks here in California who even <laughs> unfurled a sign off of the 405 that said Kanye was right or whatever. Right. And it's like, that's probably as far as you're going to go. Like that guy mm. who's unfurling signs on the 405 probably doesn't have, you know, $142,000 laying around to match. Right. And I also don't think there's really a lot of empathy for Kanye's financial struggles because he's super right. rich. But of course, Donald Trump was also super rich. I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with their, maybe there's something different with their pigmentation. Oh. And perhaps that has something to do with it as well. Of course, Kanye West not being taken seriously whatsoever as a presidential candidate, even though his rhetoric isn't that far off <laughs> no. from other from, presidential candidates. From mainstream in this case, Republican rhetoric. Uh, Donald Trump, he is also attacking Ron DeSantis. We're going to discuss a Florida bill here in a second that is absolutely asinine. I can't even believe Ugh. we're discussing this, but it's real. Ron DeSantis has taken the mandate. No, I'm not talking about what Charlie Chris got busted doing, which is why Hello. he lost the governorship. Ugh. He is taking the 59% victory that he got and running with it in the dumbest possible social warrior ways. Truly. It's oh nuts. Oh, boy. So Donald Trump, seeing that Ron DeSantis is his number one primary foil, mm. says that uh, Ron DeSantis is no more than a rhino globalist. Whoa. It's kind of interesting <laughs> that Donald Whoa, Trump. Hold on. Hold on. He's yes. taking my words. He's taking my words. Yeah. You want to call him a rhino globalist? Oh, those are my words. I've seen the globulum. The, glo the globulus. The, glo 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 the globulaments. I've had too much chili. You have had too much chili. Donald Trump, of course, on the Alex Jones diet, which is why he <laughs> spews so much shit. It is interesting that Donald Trump 
is truly now taking aim once again, like he did little Marco. <laughs> and will this stick with someone like Ron DeSantis? Obviously, it's difficult to call someone a globalist when you're butt buddies with Vladimir Putin mm -hmm. <laughs> and had relationships with leaders all over the globe when you were president. I can't think of anything particularly anti-globalist about Donald Trump and his agenda other than the, the rhetoric of America first. Sure. Which mm -hmm. really never came to fruition right. because factories are still going uh, off offshore to other countries because at the end of the day, slave labor still rules and runs the world. I mean, turn over a Trump hat. You're going to see made in China made right in on the China. back. Oh, globalist. <laughs> exactly. So I don't think that's really going to stick right. because, of course, uh, Donald Trump, uh, again, you could argue that he is more of a globalist than Ron DeSantis. And being a globalist is not even in the top 20 problems with Ron DeSantis. And again, Travis, I do think that you are, your your prediction is coming true that oh. I, he's too batshit for mm. mainstream America, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Anyway, going on to other people who might be running for the Republican nomination in 2024, we got Nikki Haley. Oh, mm -hmm. she's always been popping her head around. Yes, indeed. She plans to announce her presidential run. So it's all happening in 2023. I'm assuming this will occur around July, maybe a little bit before. But it seems to me July 4th, the summertime, people are paying a little bit of attention, but also none. Right. Like it's like it's like county fair time. So maybe you'll go out and see a sign for Nikki Haley and be like, oh, Nikki's running. Didn't right. know that. Let's go get some more deep fried butter. <laughs> Nothing wrong with deep fried butter mm. other than the fact it's going to kill us. And we're going to talk about food here in a little bit on the show as well. So she has said that she is announcing. So it looks like Ron DeSantis, mm -hmm. Trump and Haley and then John Bolton as well. What? <laughs> still said he's running. He still said it? I know a thing or two about coup d'etats. Ooh, fun. But what about Pompeo and Pence? and P Pence and Pompeo? They're still tentatively looking into okay. it. I have a feeling that Pompeo is going to learn very quickly that nobody wants his fat fucking ass, <laughs> which is slightly skinnier now, I suppose. It is skinnier now, yes. <laughs> Why are, like, we're in this era where Donald Trump ran, and then he was like, I'm a corporate shill. I'm a large I'm a, I'm a billionaire who gives money, large amounts of money to both sides. Vote for me. I'm whipping the curtain back. And now we have people in the CIA mm, and in the intelligence right, communities right. be like, why don't you just vote for someone in the intelligence community? Yeah, why don't and you then, just vote for the curtain? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't really see the logic. I don't really see why that would be a good thing for the country, but hey. But if we're being honest, he's probably the most qualified. I, I get that. John Bolton? Out of that crew. I, 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 yes. I know a thing or two about Kuda does. Mm. I agree. It's not the greatest thing for the country, but he probably is truly the most qualified. Yay? I don't know. DeSantis? Trump? I mean, <laughs> He's more on. qualified than well, yay. Well, not, but then the, Nikki Haley, it does have actual qualifications. Yeah, okay, she was yeah, governor she does, of a she state. Does, she does. Um, when she did take a position in the Trump administration, it was with the U.N. ambassador which makes her, you know, more of a global like figure in a lot of people's eyes. So, yes. And of course, Nikki Haley, she made some national news when she took down the Confederate flag in South Carolina mm -hmm. after that horrific uh, shooting at the church in uh, Charleston. Was that Charleston? Charleston. Oh, that was 2015. Yeah, that was so freaking awful and nasty. So she got hit by the right when she took down the flag. And ever since mm -hmm. then, right. she's been sort of tiptoeing this bizarre dance. Ooh, Haley and <laughs> Trump dancing. Isn't no. that a wonderful night in Florida? No. <laughs> she's been distancing herself, but also coming back every now and again when she thinks it's politically advantageous. So we'll right. see what happens now that all of these people are going to be officially going toe-to-toe, head-to-head 
muff to dick <laughs> for the Republican primary because they are going to get nasty. Oh, it's going to get nasty. If you like muff on dick, you're going to love this Republican <laughs> primary. And I will just say with Nikki Haley, it's very smart to get in now also because then she will always kind of be in the conversation, but yeah. she's always much different from a lot of the other guys who are running. Your DeSantimoniuses, your Trumps, your Pompeos, your Boltons. How your is Pences. she that different, do you She think? is a woman, Ben. Exactly. And so she's setting herself up for, if nothing else, a VP slot because she is from a southern state uh, that goes first in the nation when it comes to the primary yeah. system. So even if she could like win the South Carolina primary, she's showing her true grasp on the 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 party itself. And so whoever does get the nomination, we'll see. if it's a white man, boy, Nikki Haley sure looks good as a VP candidate. She does have that Trump taint all over her and also, obviously being an ambassador. Could you uh, imagine I can't Nikki say it's the Haley, most uh, difficult job. Nikki Haley versus Kamala Harris in the debate? Oh, buddy. I guess oh, that'd be... Oh, buddy. That'd be fun, I suppose. I don't care. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I That's what I want to say, though. I think they do. I think, the, can a woman win a Republican ticket? Yes. Can a woman win the presidential Republican? I don't, I don't I know. Think, think so. But it, exactly what Travis said. Yeah. Uh, someone who know. gets it really high up is a real big political winner. She's a woman. She's Republican. That's VP money right, right. there. I mean, it's, I think that it's very possible that the first female president is Republican. You look at the suburbs that Donald Trump was able to carry with Republican women. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a cornerstone of the Republican Party. Donald Trump, I think, got a little too crazy. Ron DeSantis, again, with all this culture war shit, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Nuts. I think without a doubt, a Republican woman could end up becoming president of the United States mm -hmm. for sure. Oh, yeah. Almost more so than I mean, what right now in the as far as the depth chart goes, I right. feel like there's more well-known Republican women yeah. that are right. viable within the Republican Party than the Democrats. Obviously, Joe plans on running, uh, barring God knows anything can happen. The right. man could have a hernia and then die like tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. So who the hell knows? But I think the Republicans have a very good chance of having the first female president. That was sort of the idea when it came to race. You remember Colin Powell? Yeah. Everyone was like, he's going to be our first black president. It's going to be a Republican. It's going to be Colin Powell. And then he was like, I think this is crazy. <laughs> I got to go retire. Right. So I don't know. I'm not necessarily certain that a woman couldn't win. I could see them winning the suburbs and the places that they have to. Right. Well, uh, keep in mind, Republican politics can be boiled down to very like simplistic type of logic. And so I think they know they're going to be running against a, an old white man and then a diverse woman. Right. Sure. Biden Harris ticket. So that's why I think all your Republican strategists are just thinking, how do we get a not too batshit, not too old white guy, and then who do we pair him with? Well, if you would to have bring a, in that suburb, vote? sure, DeSantis, DeSantis, Haley, or hey, I mean, I don't think DeSantis would take a VP position at this point. He's no. the governor. Oh, right. no. Why bother? No, he wants top. But isn't DeSantis is Hispanic, right? It's it's a Cuban, isn't it? Cuban it's, or something? So yeah. So I mean, so, there's, yeah. so, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I feel like the term means like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm just saying, <laughs> Kamala yeah. Harris doesn't really. Um, I'm not sure if she's striking the heartstrings uh, the same way as other people are, such as a Stacey Abrams. Sure. You know, right. when, when you think right. about like strong yes. black leaders, mm -hmm. uh, female leaders, she just doesn't seem to be resonating. But who knows what happens as time goes on. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. When it comes to Ron DeSantis, holy shit, so... With ladies, you know they like to play sports. And why wouldn't they? It's very fun to play sports. In late January 2023, the Florida High School Athletics Association, they uh, had a little uh, meeting, right? And basically what's happening here is female student athletes in Florida need to provide their schools with detailed information about their periods. This is all this. I think this is about trans uh, women uh, playing in sports. Yes. And so because of that, they've decided to completely get rid of any sort of right to privacy. And they want female athletes to give the school all of the information on their menstrual cycles. Wow. Which obviously can also lead to some speculation if they're pregnant or not. Yes, exactly. And then it seems like Florida might be going down some pretty strict anti-abortion laws here in the Mm -hmm. very, very near future. This is absolutely disgusting. And it's real. Yeah. So this is what's happening. Despite public outcry, the Florida High School Athletics Association is standing by its decision that girls submit menstruation info to schools. That's insane. Including age of their first period. Oh, God. Wow. How many days are typically in between their periods and the date of their most recent period? That's brutal. What the fuck is happening? So a panel of the FHSAA has submitted this recommendation to the board of directors, and then they're going to render their decision February 26th or 27th in 2023. The committee voted to adopt a national registration form that makes answering questions on menstruation mandatory for student athletes, but diverges from the guidance of, of that particular form by requiring all answers be submitted not just to doctors, but to school officials. I can't. Why the hell does a school need to know this? Yeah. Talk about a way to get women not wanting to play sports. Right. You imagine if they did this with the, how much did you shit today, Mary? You want to play football? We need to (laughs) weigh that dump. It's nasty. Yeah, I um, I mean, well, first of all, I do remember with wrestling, they do have those weigh-ins where it is like, you better go take a shit right now, and then you come yes. back and you're three pounds lighter. I was but that wrestler. is apples and oranges to what is happening with this legislation. It is different. <laughs> Obviously, wrestlers, they survive off of spitting and chewing tobacco Yeah, uh, because you can God. lose a couple of ounces. <sighs> I was always told to stay at 275 because it was intimidating. Ooh. So I was like the only wrestler is like, coach wants me to eat. And then after <laughs> and wrestling season, like, uh, yeah. I kept on eating and then gained 150 <laughs> fucking pounds because oh, nice. I'm not burning 10 calorie, 10,000 calories a day. Right. Um, but this legislation is obviously an overreach. And again, as we've covered on this show, the, the transgender 
athlete. I mean, it's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a community. I remember just going back to my home state of Ohio. There's one, there's literally one trans high school athlete and she just wants to play softball with her friends and that's it. And then, so this is again, it's it's one of those uh, solutions looking for a problem. And we all know Ron DeSantis is deep in the culture war. That's why he's doing this. But uh, to your point, Ben, and like we were just talking about with 2024 on the horizon, does this actually hurt you? with women voters and mothers mm. and parents are like, to, this This is overreach. Like, even if you're a parent who doesn't want transgender athletes, you're believing all the hype or whatever to to uh, transgender athletes to play sports. Sure. Um, this, now it's almost like they're putting, like you said, every single female high school athlete on a completely different uh, Also, isn't this category? Isn't this just going to lead to the menstrual trade, right? If I'm a trans woman, much like how I had to go take a bunch of piss tests, uh, but I was full of weed and drugs, so it wasn't necessarily my piss. If you know what I'm talking about, Um, be like, hey, you need more of that menstrual blood. I got to take my test. Hey, hey, Tammy, I I see that you're bloated and bitchy. Are you uh, menstruating by any chance? Because I need some of that sweet blood. I got to play softball this weekend. Think about that. That's that's my question. Uh, What is the proof that they're having this menstruations? Are they going to collect the, you know, the pads and tampons? You're lying about when your cycle is happening, Travis. And okay. You just see the principal going through all the trash. Oh, my God. Mm, This isn't very fresh, is it, uh, Samantha? And I mean, uh, trans women aren't the only women that technically don't have periods. A lot of women, yes. born women, cis women, don't have periods for medical reasons, for lots of reasons. Birth control. Lots of right. things exactly. happen. That, so it's just the overreach is insane. Ugh. And insane. what Travis said, they're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist yeah. by literally taking away Americans' freedoms. And this is revenge. Don't. This is total culture war revenge. Why right. are women playing sports when right. they're, they should be baking? Mm. They should be They should be <laughs> cooking. It is no one so take much, those comments is, out of context, please. This is not about sports. <laughs> right. This right. is about pure and utter women attempting to break some kind of social moray, social norm mm-hmm. that says you shouldn't be playing sports. Go have fun. Play with your Barbies and dress up and go to those pageants where you wear dresses and answer questions all dumb. And I wonder if the once the 2024 Republican primary comes around, if someone like a Nikki Haley would call out Ron DeSantis and this kind of legislation for that. You yeah. know, this, this would make it difficult for a Nikki Haley candidate to sign on to anyone as a VP. We'll talk about also when it comes to the narrative of they're all pedophiles. As someone who has met pedophiles, because I did foster care for many years, and children are in foster care because things went horribly wrong. Um, This is pedophilic to me, because or whatever the term is, if teenager, whatever. Um, But it is disgusting. Why would any government body full of adults request any of this information? It is so gross. These are teenage Mm -hmm. girls that don't they. If you would ask a teenage girl at a Wendy's, can I, uh, are you on your period? Can I see the, can I see the evidence? You'd get arrested. Right, 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 but right. But somehow, <laughs> because she wants to play volleyball, yeah. you're allowed to. So this is, uh, go on. Let me add, this isn't, we're in a country right now. The U.S. has consistently faced mistreatment of women and now even forced castration. Remember, we talked about this in the past year. What, the lines that connect where uh, you're tracking a girl's period, a teenage girl's period, 
to giving her forced castration and doing things like that, it's 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 blurred already when yeah. you start doing these things. Right. Well, well, and then and then of course also you have much legislation out there. I mean, we can get off the uh, the trans subject, but just lastly on that for gender reassignment surgery, things like that. Donald Trump just recently came out and said he wants to prosecute any doctor who does oh. that with anybody under the age of eighteen. And again, that is between a person, their doctor, their family. I don't know enough. I'm just gonna stay the fuck out of it mm-hmm. because I don't right. know what people are going through. I I I am just me. So I know for a fact that a blanket ban on anything is not a good idea. So you also have that angle of it. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, again, when it comes to the abortion angle, why haven't you had your period in nine months? Oh, mm. what's happening? Oh, what's going yeah. on? Or oh. six months and then all of a sudden you're having your period. What oh, happened? No. You know, now all of a sudden you're charged Wow. Uh, with murder. Ugh, really? Anyway, go on. Well, um, oh, perhaps. I mean, in, in certain states, it certainly would be, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yes. and that's what Ron DeSantis would want. That's and his in idea. Florida, it's only going that direction right well in ohio of course had that ridiculous piece of legislation that was the genital inspection to your point ben about things being feeling a little pedophilic to it i mean that was the the legislation where it was like they wanted you to go get a general inspection if you were able to even play that week i I got good news and i got bad news good news is i got a job remember you were telling me to get a job honey yeah baby Mm -hmm. i'm telling you get that job I'm in charge of flicking the bean oh, down okay. there at the local high school. Oh, yeah. no, no. I, I don't, I'm, honey, honey, I don't want to do this, honey. I, but I gotta flick their beans. Okay. Yeah, it's make a new sure. Law, that, right? Yeah, it's a law, and okay. I make sure that they have as their beans. It's a legal job. Yes, uh, it's a disgusting job, but someone's got to do it. It's it's more difficult because you know I lost my arms in Iraq. Oh right. I mean, if anyone <laughs> that is not a doctor asked to see my vagina or my penis, I'm calling the cops. You know, if you're not dependent, well, if if I'm especially if I'm underage, if well, I'm 13, oh, yes. if oh, I'm yeah. 13 and it, you're not my doctor and you're asking me, show me your genitalia. Right. I'm calling the cops. Unless right. it's another 13 year old and you guys are playing some funny game in a, in a closet and you're doing your experimental <laughs> adulting thing. No adults around. <laughs> Good Lord. So the current version of this form, it's for females only. Of course. And it asked the following. These are the questions that it asked. This is an official form that adults came up with. Oh, boy. It is. When was your first menstrual period? When was your most recent menstrual period? How much time do you usually have from the start of one period to the start of another? How many periods have you had in the last year? What was the longest time between periods in the last year? Ugh. Not the period. I mean, it's good because for me, it's like, no, baby, no, baby, no, baby. But <laughs> the ilk is the government with a form like that mm-hmm. having you fill out the most personal information that happens between your fucking legs. Ugh. And you're getting punished for wanting to be healthy, stay in shape, mm-hmm. join a club, be an athlete. All of these fantastic right. things we encourage people to do. I mean, obviously, from a male perspective, you could argue the inverse is quite stressful to be a man if you don't want to play sports. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's not necessarily the best thing. But these are just girls trying to do what girls have been doing forever. How are we going backwards since Title IX? Right. Like, we're going, we're like regressing so far. It's just, I can't believe we're at panty checks. This is out of the movie Porky's. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) In a way less fun way. In a way less fun way. All right. Well, let's move on before we get to Exxon Mobil. Let's discuss speaking of America and American health. This is the greatest country on earth, according to many. And I I tend to agree as well. But we have our problems. Right. And one of the problems is we're being killed by the food that they feed us, which is a pretty Mm. big problem. That's Mm. what I believe. 
So U.S. spends more money than any other nation on healthcare, yet it still has the lowest life expectancy. So just because, well, I used to say this with Marcus, America is maybe not the best country, but it's my favorite because I'm mm. from here. <laughs> but this is one of the reminders that we're not number one at everything. And sometimes life expectancy shouldn't be played like the game of golf. Right. You should get the highest you number the higher possible. Number, yes. So Americans spend, again, more money on healthcare compared to any other country. And yet they face the lowest life expectancy. This is according to the Commonwealth Fund, a nonpartisan think tank that focuses on health issues. Uh, they released a new report this week. It compares the U.S. to a dozen other developed nations, including the U.K. and Australia. It revealed that U.S. residents pay more per person as well as a greater share of the country's GDP for health care. And despite paying the top dollar, their life expectancy in America was 77 years. In the U.K., it is over 80 years. That's because people in the U.S. at a rate of 336 per 100,000 are dying more frequently from, quote, avoidable conditions. Case in point, nearly 43% of Americans are considered obese, Oof. whereas the average rate across 13 of the wealthiest countries is just 24%. Now, why are we considered obese? It's because our food, because of subsidies, uh, because of just overall lack of concern for public health. Mm. It's full of sugar. It is so much nastier when you go to like when we travel across to like Italy, you eat more and you don't gain weight. You feel like you're almost losing mm. weight. There's less packaging. There's less uh, the thing that makes sure the food don't go bad. Mm. Preservatives. 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 Mm. So this is what they say. <laughs> the findings of our international comparison demonstrate the importance of a healthcare system that supports chronic disease prevention and management. The early diagnosis and treatment of medical problems, affordable access to health coverage, and the cost containment among the key functions of a high-performing system. So basically what they're trying to say is you don't go to the hospital until you got to go to the emergency room. We mm. don't go in for your normal checkups because you can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So you go in when you're at stage four cancer instead of stage mm. one. And then, boom, the doctor's like, well, here are some pharmaceutical drugs that will keep you alive for a year pharmaceuticals make their money. It's all good. And then you die on to the next patient. Jeez. It's really freaking nasty. Uh, they go on to say, this is the researchers. They say for the U S a first step to improvement is ensuring that everyone has access to affordable care. Not only is the U S the only country we studied that does not have a universal health coverage system, but its health system can seem designed to discourage people mm. from using the services. So basically, they go in way too late when things are already, you know, when shit has hit the wall and then the food that we're consuming full of the preservatives, full of the sugar, high fructose corn syrup that comes out of right. Iowa. That's literally subsidized by the government. Right. We talked about the food pyramid when mm -hmm. they added cheese. All of a sudden, everyone's like, you're going to want to butt fuck cheese. Yeah. You're going to want to snort pure grain. If you only eat, there was a man who I he's a very nice man. He's a vegetarian. About oh, 700 pounds. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and he used to just eat bricks of, I was like, so what are you eating? He's like, it's just bricks of cheese. he's vegetarian. Because he's vegetarian. And I was like, well, that's, that's that's not good. I'm from Wisconsin. I love cheese. But if all you do is eat cheese and then also high processed, crappy <laughs> craft process, cheese. Yes, exactly. It's not good. And mm. I don't think it needs to be like the second most needed thing on the food pyramid. But anyway, 
And of course, we also had COVID. So the U.S. life expectancy took a big hit during the pandemic. The country has the highest corona, coronavirus death rate compared to other high income <laughs> countries oh, and God. one of the lowest COVID-19 vaccination rates at 69 percent. The <laughs> Netherlands nice. uh, is number one with just 68 percent of them uh, getting vaccinated. So anyway, there's a lot of reasons behind it. But the number one reason is the food that we're eating is legitimately killing us. And now <laughs> mainstream media is actually taking this into account. It's the burgers, it's the hot dogs, but it's not just burgers and hot dogs. It's ours specific. Mm, yes. Because they're full of the nitrates. Mm. And again, they're full of a bunch of government subsidized chemicals. Chemicals. Right. Monsanto. Oh. I mean, get Neil Young going. <laughs> but it's all true. Like Monsanto, the seeds, you know, to make a bigger pumpkin, they're like, yeah, just it's it's all pump it up. Yeah. Pump it up. Pump it's it all, up. It's we, gotta, all, we gotta win this pumpkin contest, babe. It's produce steroids. They're juiced. Well, it's a numbers game. Think about it. The food costs more to make. So products cost more and labor costs more. But you're trying to make more profits on the back end. Right. Where do you make the cuts? You make the cuts in quality. Of or course. You, uh, or you make the cuts in how you, you know, how you produce this product. Mm. And therefore you get more overprocessed foods. It's right. it's the way the system is designed. And continuing ben. cycle. Because yes. then the only people who can afford those foods are people of lower income. And yes. then so they buy more of those foods and so on and so forth. Well, and also, let's be honest, we live in a society where we made a universal decision that quantity over quality was really cool. Right. Yeah, We're just right. like Golden Corral. It's horrible food. Hor if you if you went to Golden Corral in the and 90s you, and you just great. ordered. Sure. Yes. 90s. It was amazing. But let's oh, say you okay. just ordered a steak from Golden Corral and it was just a restaurant. You'd be like, this is the worst steak I've ever had. But then you go and you're like, I can get 10 of these. I can get you're 10 right. of the worst. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, they got a buffet. That's all steak. Oh, here I go. All you can eat. So the processed foods, the candies, the donuts, the ice cream. The store-bought cookies, french fries, sausages, hot dogs, frozen pizza, and ready-to-eat meals, which you just ate, Travis. I now just ate one for lunch. <laughs> they were th three for $11. What am I supposed to do? Right. It's killing us. According to Dr. Kara Chang, a National Institute for Health and Care Research Fellow, they say ultra-processed foods are produced with industrial-derived ingredients and often use food additives to adjust color, flavor, consistency, texture, or extend shelf life. And obviously shelf life means money. Um, it is a, a fascinating situation where, again, it's my favorite, but we got to do a lot better in this country. Yeah. Uh, the fact that these Brits are living longer than us. Oh, but they got all, I, they, we, the joke was they're all brittle. They got bad teeth. <laughs> they all die of heart disease. And now they're outliving us. Yes. No, our ancestors didn't dump all that tea in a harbor. For That's this. right. For this. <laughs> God dang it. Also, we should have kept the tea. It yeah, sounds like. a lot healthier than coffee. Nice, technically. Yeah. yeah put a little honey nation. in there for a nice natural sweetener. Mm -mm -mm. Bad for teeth. Good for health. Yeah. Damn it. Those Brits. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. All right. Well, let's move on. Speaking of uh, things that create hot gas, let's discuss uh, what's going on right now. SoCal, uh, it's skyrocketing gas bills in Southern California. This is also happening nationally, but we'll just focus on Southern California. Fernando brought this to our attention. Evidently, um, gas bills are up how much? 132%, Ben. Whoa. Okay, so what would that so what does that tangibly mean? So last year you paid what? 130 bucks at the peak okay. of the year. And then so this year, same time period. $315. How? How can people afford it? Has any no one's know. gotten like more money? There wasn't like a windfall of, you know, the profits went up. Right. But well, they certainly didn't come down to the consumer. Well, if you believe the rhetoric, you know, the war in Ukraine is really affecting the gas in mm -hmm. Europe. And that mm -hmm. affects us because uh, exactly. It's about profits. Yes. Well, it was interesting. I was talking about this on uh, Hail Yourself on Sirius Radio and all of this stuff. It's all playing into Alexa's theory that November 23rd, 2023, <gasps> we're going to have the beginning of World War Three <sighs> because Russia is going to bomb Germany. And of course, Germany uses the natural yeah. gas from Russia and it's going to be a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, the gas prices are going to be greatly affected, despite the fact technically we have more reserves than we would ever need. Mm -hmm. And the idea that it's finite is total and other horseshit. Wow. But it's interesting. So the California gas company has 21.8 million customers. The company says um, that they are down. So in a statement, the company said the price of natural gas for its customers would be down 68% for February compared with January. Now, the interesting thing is in Southern California, it's cold in January. Mm-hmm. Not so much in February. Not so. Yeah, it's already warm. I'm sweating already. <laughs> so yes. they literally like, no, it's going to go back down when they don't need us. <laughs> you <laughs> don't understand. Theory. This is what Gillian Wright had to say, a SoCal gas executive. Well, we're relieved that the prices have dropped significantly since last month. They remain higher than usual for this time of year. And again, you cannot. That is, it's like, Giving somebody a super like when they're dead starving mm -hmm. and be like, here's a hundred. You got a hundred bucks for this burrito. Here you go. And then they're super full and be like, look at this. Now it's a buck. Mm. And they're like, I don't need it anymore. Right. I'm right. full. Mm -hmm. And you gouged me when I needed it most, which should be completely illegal. Isn't yeah. this price gouging at the worst? Yes. At, at best, it's price gouging. It's duplicitous and deceitful. It is worst. when one company does it. But if we if all, all agree, yeah, if we all ah, agree to do it, yes. then that's just the price of gas, Ben. Oh, my God. That's the price of gas. That's free market economics. Mm. Pay me now. So SoCal Gas, it's doing absolutely fantastic. Don't worry about it. They're making record profits as well. And uh, they did say for their part, they're going to give a $1 million contribution to the gas assistance fund. Oh, so isn't that thanks. nice? Yes, they maybe made we, billions, but here's a million. Maybe we wouldn't need a gas assistance fund if you didn't 
double, more than double right. the Agreed. price of gas, especially during a uniquely cold it was January. Very cold this year. I'm not yeah. going to complain again because I can already hear the grumbles of everyone listening in the Midwest or mm -hmm. anywhere else. Be like, yeah, you had to suffer in 40. It was 40 degrees at night, huh? <laughs> it rained. What? It was negative 17 here. Like, I know. Mm, right. But for California, the houses aren't really built the same way as they are in the Midwest. And people have a different expectation for weather. Right. And so they were truly freaking freezing. Right. And I, of course, was back home in Ohio during the holidays and experienced the bomb cyclone. And a lot of the energy nonprofits and think tanks are still studying what the bomb cyclone did to the nation's energy supply over on that side of the country because it did get very cold mm -hmm. very rapidly. And what they have found, uh, to your point about, you know, gas, coal, renewables, is that uh, natural gas plants and coal plants were the ones that underperformed or gave out. And that's why a lot of the power went out during the bomb cyclone over in the Midwest and the South. But renewables performed mm -hmm. as expected. But guess which one outperformed? That's right, wind. Because when a big storm comes in, mm -hmm. it's very windy. So wind <laughs> power actually outperformed and saved a lot of people from losing power Interesting. in the Midwest during the bomb cyclone. I also think we could use this nuclear energy for good as opposed to just blowing people up. Yeah, oh, we could. Nu nuclear power might be a nice step in the right direction as well so we can get off the teat of the oil gods. That was a conscious choice by the world governments to make weapons rather than energy. Just yep. so you know, they could have just refined thorium, which would have provided us all the energy without any of the need to make weapons Ooh. from it. But you can't make weapons with thorium. So we went with Aww. plutonium. Oh, plutonium. Yeah. Mm. I'm excited for that movie Oppenheimer. Uh, that's coming out soon. We should see it together. For you, we'll we? check you it You can out. explain it to me. Oh. So that was a story about SoCal, but this is happening all over the United States. And as we mentioned, with record profits being made, it is because record bills are being sent. Right. And when you can't afford your bill, they just cut you off. Oh. U.S. utilities shut off power to millions of people <sighs> despite record profits. Some of America's largest utility companies cut power to millions of struggling customers. This was in recent years. And as we've seen, it's not like the weather is getting any freaking nicer, specifically in places that aren't traditionally used to storms exactly. like Texas or uh, Southern California. There's no doubt that weather patterns are shifting and you can have the debate over, you know, the reasons behind that. But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And at the very least, we need to protect the people who are finding themselves all of a sudden, completely blindsided by bills they never had to pay before. Exactly. Mm -hmm, exactly. So losing power has a devastating impact on households in terms of health and safety. This is according uh, to the Energy and Policy Institute and Bailout Watch. They say shutoffs allow corporate utilities to punish customers, economic precarity, while guaranteeing record profits and massive payouts for themselves and their investors. In the 30 states where uh, shutoff data was available, I don't know why the other 20 states are just like, we'll take your menstrual blood, please. <laughs> we'll please document your period. Right. We're not going to tell you Got about no time for that, our man. utilities. <laughs> utilities cut service for 1.5 million. <laughs> utilities cut service 1.5 million times during the first 10 months of 2022 and an estimated 4.2 million times nationwide. The wow. report also reveals... The issue is worsening. The number of electronic uh, electric shutoffs jumped by nearly one third and gas shutoffs spiked by 76 percent. That's crazy. Between 2021 and the first 10 months of 2022. 
It's it's horrible. That's 4.2 million families without like cooking, without hot uh-huh. water, without right. the ability to shower, while record profits. While you know these conglomerates are yep. just like money, money, money. Oh, they're making big money right now. And the states that are most affected again are the states that need this stuff the most. Specifically, Illinois <sighs> gets a little cold. Mm-hmm. I've heard. They posted the highest number of shutoffs during the time period expressed. Again, 2021 and the 10 months, uh, the first 10 months of 2022, they had 500,000 people that were just gutted um, from having the ability to have heat. Again, the wealthiest country on earth. That was followed by Pennsylvania, another state that gets a little nippy. Hmm. Georgia, Hmm. Michigan, and Ohio? You nailed it. Woohoo! The crazy thing for me is that Illinois, Pennsylvania, Michigan, those are Democrat-run states. And you would think, so each state has its own electric and electricity and energy uh, board. Like like a grid and stuff? Yeah, utility commission that's supposed to regulate the utilities. And obviously, as we're dealing with in Ohio right now with our historic bribery scandal, what a lot of these utility companies just do is just pay off said commissioners, said regulators. So they kind of get a free pass. So that's why it's always so shocking, even in Democrat states, but also not shocking. No, it's not. Be- that that big utilities can get away with making record profits. And then there's no uh, safety plan for when people need to get kicked off when they can't afford their bills. Yes. This corporate fascism, Exelon Core. Exelon Core. Mm. So it's like Exelon, but ec- more excellent. Exelon Core. Exelon. Excellent. Exelon. They're the parent company to utility giants ComEd, which is in Illinois, and Pico in Pennsylvania. They reported 648,000 shutoffs. Wow. It was followed by the Southern Company, uh, DTE, Energy, Amarin, and First Energy. And again, all of these companies are making so much money. Um, the report highlighted how little utilities would need to cut into dividends, stock buybacks, and executive salaries to forgive customer debt. Whoa. It examined financial filings from 12 large utilities responsible for 86% of the shutoffs between January 2020 and October 2022. Can you imagine that? January 2020, and next thing you know, we know what's right around the corner in March. Oh, you got right. COVID, and all of a sudden, they're also like... Well, who needs energy during this time? You just have to be home. Wow. You have to All work from home. You kids have to go to school at home. And next thing you know, you don't have any freaking energy to heat the damn house. On average, each spent about $4 billion on dividends and customer debt from their collective 4.9 million shutoffs totaled about 1% of their dividend spending. So if they even shaved off 1% of their profits of what? Yes. Of their profits. Wow. They would not have to have any shutoffs whatsoever. And I understand. Yes. You want, I get, there's not a charity. I know we got it, but at the same time, holy fucking shit. Right. Um, you can't figure out how to avoid shutoffs. It's, it's okay. Dividends. It's not even that it's a charity. So when you invest in stock, as the stock goes up, Mm. the value of your stock goes up. Dividends is a percentage cut on top of that, Ben. So they weren't even willing to cut profits that are on top of profits. profits. So it's not even about it being a charity. It's like, you've already made your money. Yeah. Right. uh, They're living off. I mean, that's technically what you want to do as an individual is live off your dividends. uh, Yeah. Your dividends. Right. Well, and of course each company company can get pretty nasty. Yeah. And each private company, at least again, it, it kind of varies state to state, but I know at least back in Ohio, each company is actually responsible 
for their own type of program to assist people who can't afford their bills. So you're mm. leaving it up to the company that is already making the record mm. profits and already kicking people off to even offer them some type of assistance program. I know with uh, Columbia Gas back in Ohio, they just raised their their base rate for just having gas to $58, which is an increase from 20-some or whatever it was wow. before, while they're also cutting their assistance programs. You can't have a world where costs go up but wages don't. Right. I mean, I mean we're just, the divide is so easy. We Where's have our that middle world? class. Where's the middle class gone? It's not, it's orchestrated. They're too busy eating their government cheese. Well, then you do. You have to get shitty yes. food. You get shitty food. You die young. You, you boom, you get your, you know, you make a lot of money your last year in hospice. There's a lot of cash to be made. Have you right. seen there as a vegetable? Ugh, good grief. At it's least my nasty. daughter is going to be a great athlete someday, but she filled her. She Most recent menstrual <laughs> test. Yeah, so. she failed. Oh, <sighs> my God. Also, First Energy, that serves Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. It Boo. shut off It shut off power to 240. It shut off power 240,000 times for customers in debt, totaling $25 million. But the company paid $2.3 billion in dividends. It's just unbelievable. Not to mention First Energy is directly, directly responsible for the current bribery scandal that is now going to trial in Ohio. They paid legislators $60 million. So they could have covered this $25 million of unpaid bills with what they bribed state legislators with in the first place. Wow. Just it's so nasty, dude. And these are states that are adjacent to Lake Michigan. So like literally every winter, Lake Michigan rises up and just tries to kill everybody around it. But <laughs> no, know, let's cut off their power. <laughs> according to uh, Goodson Bell, this is his solution. And I like this solution. He says... Uh, he wants a ban on shutoffs. Okay. He says, since we see energy as a human right and I shutoffs think- are not something that the utility industry needs to do financially to operate, we're calling for a permanent ban. Love it. Uh, why not? I mean, might as well. They don't need it. And also, isn't it? Don't aren't they like? Mo- I guess because it's all monopolized, they don't care anymore mm-hmm. about public opinion. Yeah, exactly. Because they're, they're the like, only energy cares? provider in Ohio. They're the only energy. Petco is the only one in Pennsylvania. Right. So if you don't want to be there, what are you going to do? Burn trash bags? Yeah, Figure it's it region based. So your options are very, very limited. You you may have more than one. But to Fernando's point earlier, yeah. this is the price of gas. If one company is going to raise it to this amount, then the other companies are going to fall suit. Also, maybe if they didn't spend money on a stadium in Cleveland, first energy, that is. Mm. Well, that, because it's first energy stadium in Cleveland. That's being looked into as well, that first energy used illegal money to get that wow. name on the stadium in the first place. First energy is in a lot of trouble right now. So Are they until they grease the wheels, right? Well, they're a Entered a plea deal, and then uh, they're paying $230 million, uh, which is a quarter billion dollar settlement, basically, to the federal government. And now they have to comply. They have the federal government. So the federal government could even give these people $25 million. That would be great. Hey, we got this settlement. We're going to take 10% of the settlement and help everyone who got kicked off of their power grid. Man, and now also a bit of a different story, but also about large corporations uh, doing nefarious things. New York investors are snapping up all the water rights in the Colorado River. Oh, so God. the idea I was talking with uh, Cena and he was telling me that uh, his wife went to a conference with the main dude of Nestle. And obviously oh, they see water as a commodity, right? Mm-hmm. They see oh, it yeah, as something that can be traded Cali, yeah. and buy it and all this. And it's just so freaking nasty. And it's these out of state people. So now there's a private investment firm or many private investment sh- firms are showing growing increase 
in the increasingly scarce natural resources in the American West. And so now they basically want to go get their grubby fingers in the Colorado River, which is not going to lead to anything good uh, for some of the farmers in the cities that depend on the river as a lifeline. The interest is concerning because, yeah, you you used to get that water for free. Right. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to need a little bit of cash because you know how good those farmers are doing. Right. They're going to add preservatives to it, too. According to Joe Bernal, uh, who raises cattle and grows crops on land across the Colorado's Grand Valley, he relies on the water from the drought-depleted Colorado River. He says, our only source of water is the Colorado, of course, the river. He says, that's all we've got is this freaking river. Really? And they're going to go in and ruin it. And they're buying it in Colorado where the Colorado River starts. And then it keeps going to Arizona, New to Mexico. Nevada, to California mm-hmm. eventually. And by then it's just a trickle already. Yeah. Huh. This uh, is where all the agri- all the water that comes from the Colorado River is what fits uh feeds the agriculture of Arizona and New Mexico. So mm-hmm. it you're you're literally it what are, what's gonna happen? Right. So the dude, this is Bernal, his new neighbor, this is what he says. He says it's a New York based uh, investment firm called Water Asset Management. Of course. Okay, good name. Uh, he says they bought a farm in the valley around 2017. Um, and um, the hedge fund, which is headquartered in Madison Avenue in Manhattan, has bought at least $20 million worth of land in Western Colorado in the last five years. That's crazy. They're going to try to siphon it off at the source. According to Matthew Desario, he called water in the United States, quote, a trillion dollar market opportunity. Oh, oh my God. See, that's all they care a about. A trillion dollar market I want opportunity. My trillions. What about just looking at the lake? Yeah. Swimming. Ooh. Saying, ooh, thank you for providing life. Water. I want to own it. I want to own life. This is why, I mean, oh, God. I really wish that we would have had more of a um, mutual culture with our native Americans, right right Aww. because they understood land and they they just had such a much more appropriate appreciation and i feel like that's why so many people feel lost out there too we're we, just drifting in this corporate hellscape and it's like get back right water you can't buy fucking water man the latter stages of corporate capitalism that's it's what we, this is what it's getting us god we're, what a matthew desario Water, a trillion dollar market opportunity. A disconnect. He doesn't see himself part of nature anymore. You sure. Know? Yet it's part of the machine. Exactly. It's like You're you need this to other. live. And you need this to live and everybody else needs this to live. How can you yeah. literally consider this a commodity? I think everyone needs to go trip balls at a music festival ASAP. Yeah. According to Bernal, again, he's just a farmer, man. This guy's just trying to live the live his life and, and give us cattle. food for others. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he says uh, when it comes to um, the firm, he says what I have... Would I have invited them here? No. Am I glad that there's a big company here buying properties in our valley under our system? Not really. Mm. Uh, according to Andy Muller, a general manager of the Colorado River Water Conservation District, says he doesn't think the firm wants much with the land. Exactly. He says it's just the water. Exactly. So they're just going to trash everything. Right. Suck the water. It's like it's it's like Captain Planet. It's like a supervillain from really Captain is. Planet. Oh my God, it's really definitely is. a supervillain. Yeah. Oh, my God. He added, this is Andy Muller again, general manager of the Colorado River Water Conservation District. He says, these folks that have identified the drought as an opportunity to make money. So there's going to be a drought and then they're going to sell you back Mm -hmm. the water at a premium. Poison, too. Processed water. Processed water. Reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where 
Mr. Burns build a machine to block the sun <laughs> so everyone had to use more power. Yeah. It led to his attempted assassination by none other than Maggie Simpson, of course. <laughs> now, I know. Mueller <laughs> says, uh, I view these drought profiteers as vultures. They're looking to make a lot of money off this public resource. Water in Colorado, water in the West is your future. It's also our present and our past. Yeah. You know, without water, you have no future. I don't. Wow. All right. And I will just say, haven't these New York investors ever heard of the ocean? Oh, they're going to have a big old cow when they see That's that. That's a trillion dollar market opportunity. right there, man. Can I buy that ocean? Reminds me of uh, the Bill Hicks joke where the guy was, he was driving past a guy and it just said dirt for sale. And he's like, this guy just sees opportunity everywhere. <laughs> honey! 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 Dirt for sale. <laughs> and just lastly, we'll get into this more in the next episode this week. Um, we'll talk more about prison reform. Uh, there's a bill in Massachusetts that will allow prisoners to donate their organs uh, for um, for less time and incarcerated. I, I am what a system. I don't know what is. We are really in the dystopian future that we were promised. So thank Cyberpunk you. 2023, Yay. boys. Cyberpunk 2023. Oh my I got God. five years off my sentence. Like, I wasn't circumcised. I gave him the chop. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, kid Fine. wanted to make a ring out of it. So I got five years off my sentence. What are you in for? A child rape. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got five years off. So they said if I totally gut myself, I can get out of here yesterday. Ah, jokes on them. Those uh, kidneys are all bad anyway. I've been yeah. eating nothing but government cheese. Prison is for poor people. And this is just another way to milk more poor people out of something. Ugh, they know? couldn't pay their electric bills, probably. I will That's also, how they ended up there. Now, I'll however, your kidney for your electric bill for the month. I, if I am there for tax and Embezzlement. Um, I'll take five years off for a kidney. I mean, here you go. You want a ball? <laughs> want a dick? I'll take an eye. I'll take 10 years for an eye. Oh, oh no. But then we have to have the conversations of how many years off a sentence does body parts. Uh, and what's right, a right, finger? Right. Is that a month? Anyway, we'll talk more about that <laughs> on next episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Hang in there, man. These greedy motherfuckers, dude. Nasty. Uh, absolutely nasty. Um, I don't even go protest at First Energy Bank or stadium. <laughs> yeah, well, th those are just Cleveland Browns fans protesting how bad the team is. Well, good. Whatever. So, Cleveland say the Browns suck and so does First Energy. Add something to your sign. I agree with that. There you go. Also, there's reasons to protest the Browns. All <laughs> right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, 
a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.